Salaam alaikum. Salaam ji. Welcome back to Isaac Television. And uh, my name is Pastor Dave Connell, and I'm with my father, uh, Pastor Mike Connell. And uh, we want to welcome you, all of you viewers that are watching Isaac TV, and especially if you're watching for the very first time. We want to welcome you today, and uh, especially want to welcome our viewers from outside of Pakistan. want to welcome you from Saudi Arabia, Dubai, uh, Afghanistan, Kuwait. Uh, if you're even watching in America, we want to welcome you too. And uh, great to have you watching the show today. And uh, I know that today that you're going to be greatly blessed. And uh, I'm believing that Jesus Christ will touch your heart, touch your life, yes. and, uh, and transform you in a, in a new way. And uh, today we want to open up the passage, we want to open up the scripture, and uh, we want to see a, another example about how Jesus Christ touched a person's life. And uh, we see through the life of Jesus Christ and walking on the earth that he came to reconcile, he came to connect man back to God again. And everywhere we look, people are searching for God, people try and find God everywhere. Uh, people are, have all definitions, all different kinds of expressions about what they think God is like. But we see here that Jesus, um, Jesus in the scripture says, I only do what my father does and I only say what I see him saying. So Jesus came to, uh, to model or to show us what God is truly like. So we see by the interaction that Jesus has with people, we can see from that interaction, we can see what God is like and how much he loves us and cares for us. He doesn't want to beat us or hurt us like that. He loves us. He loves you today. And so today we're going to read a story about how Jesus touched a woman's life. And this woman, she's a real person. She's not a, a, a fantasy. She's not a, it's not a fairy tale. It's Jesus actually touching a person's life. And uh, so I want to read this piece of scripture to you from the Bible and from Luke chapter 13 and verse 11. Uh, and we'll, be, we'll start from verse 10. And Jesus was teaching in one of the synagogues on the Sabbath day. So we're going, to, we're going to read the story today about how Jesus Christ touched a real woman's life. And uh, we read in this in the scripture here. It's in Luke chapter 13 and verse 10. And Jesus was teaching in one of the synagogues on the Sabbath day. And behold, a woman that had a spirit of infirmity for 18 years, and she was bowed over, and could no wise, in no way, she could lift herself up. And then when Jesus saw her, he called her and said to her, Woman, thou art loosed from your infirmity. In verse 13, he laid his hands upon her, and immediately she was made straight and glorified God. So we read the story today about how Jesus touched a woman that was, uh, she had a major infirmity, a major problem in her life. And uh, so, Dad, why don't we just look at the story and go through this and find out a little bit about the woman, a little bit about her condition, and about this interaction that she had with Jesus. Well, this was a, 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 an amazing day for her to encounter Jesus. I think when any person encounters Jesus, there's something going to change in their life. Yeah. And uh, this woman, uh, was it's really quite a tragic situation because... Uh, it looked from the outside as though she was uh, physically crippled. Uh, the Bible tells us that she was bent over or literally completely bent over. Now, and this was like this for about 18 years. Yeah. So you can imagine how your life would be impacted uh, if you had a, a, a problem in your spine that caused you to be doubled right over. 
She was bent over. Yes, yeah, she was bent completely over, so she probably formed a right angle or something like that, but she was well and truly bent over. Yes. Now, I, I guess she must have gone to doctor after doctor after doctor. She'd have gone to all kinds of places, spent a lot of money, but yeah. no one had a solution. Yeah. And the reason that no one had a solution is because the problem uh, uh, that was a physical uh, manifestation was actually rooted in a demonic spirit having access to her life. Because it said here that she's got a spirit of infirmity. Well, of course, you can't medicate a spirit of infirmity. You no. can't counsel away a spirit of infirmity. It is a demonic spirit. It's an evil spirit. It came into her life to destroy her life. And you so could... this spirit was definitely not a good spirit. <laughs> definitely not a good spirit. Definitely yeah. a bad spirit. Yeah. And uh, Jesus came to uh, reveal his message. The core of his message was about the kingdom of God. And uh, when Jesus began his ministry, he, there were two announcements he made. One of them was, uh, his message was to have a change of mind mm. about how you live your life and how you do your life because the kingdom of heaven or the blessings and benefits of heaven are now available to us on the earth. There's no sickness in heaven, no. so therefore healing can come. There's no demonic spirits in heaven, yes. so therefore uh, deliverance and freedom can come. So Jesus made it very clear that uh, in his message was that he proclaimed was about the kingdom of God advancing into the earth, changing lives. Second thing he spoke was that the, the empowerment of the Holy Spirit was upon him to, first of all, reconcile people to God, to deal with the issue of sin, to secondly, to deal with the broken heart, and thirdly, which we're focusing on here, which was to set people free of demonic spirits. Oh. And right through Jesus' ministry, you'll find at least a third of the miracles that took place were miracles involving people being set free from wicked spirits mm. who tormented people, made their life a misery. I, I can, when I read this story, this, this is a woman, she was bowed over. That, that must have brought her a large, uh, uh, an enormous amount of uh, shame, uh, an enormous amount of embarrassment. Um, it must have made her life miserable. Well, I think in some cultures to be deformed in any kind of way. And you can imagine what the, the, the way people would have responded to her. So she'd have had to deal with the looks of disapproval, uh, the attitudes of people towards her, the impatience of people towards her. And often society values the people that are strong, people that are physically healthy. And, and many times there's an attitude towards yeah. those who are sick and weak. So you can imagine that she would have suffered immensely uh, not only physically, but also in trying to perform her day-to-day -day life, and then the embarrassment of trying to relate to people. I mean, just think about it. She's bent right over and could, it says here, she could in no wise raise herself up. Yes. So there's no way she could, she could lift herself up. So well, how do you greet people? How do you interact with people when, it, when it's like that? <laughs> I guess it would have been a, a, it was a tragic situation, really. But she had it for 18 years, so 19 years. There was no spirit there. Well, in this situation, uh, the, Jesus identifies, the Bible identifies what the problem is. It's yeah. a spirit. It's an evil spirit. And uh, over the years of ministry, I've encountered many people with spirits of infirmity. Mm. So the Bible identifies it specifically as a spirit of infirmity. Yes. And that word infirmity means literally to be weak, to be feeble. Yeah. And spirits of infirmity can afflict a person's body with sickness. Yes. They can also affect their mind, their ability to think, 
to remember, to learn, and uh, and they have dramatic effects on people. Well, one of the most uh, dr- I've seen, and let me share with you a couple of stories of uh, of people that I've seen set free of these spirits. Mm. And uh, then later on, perhaps we could pray for people who are watching. We'd love to see if you've got a spirit of infirmity in your life, we'd love you to be healed. Yes. And the same Jesus is in the story who helps this woman, who's a real woman, a real person, who had a real need. The Jesus who helped her can help you today as well. It, uh, I was. Uh, let me just share with you two or three stories. Uh, one, I was up in the Pacific Islands. Yes. I was invited to speak at, uh, at the outer Yasawa Islands, and uh, I was the first white man to go there into well, this village. Yes. So we, we traveled there at night in a boat and had to step out and wade ashore and uh, went to a village that had no lights. Yeah. And uh, they just had a kerosene lamp for, for power. And, uh, like many and for, of our viewers. <laughs> like many viewers, yes, exactly. So we, you can identify with us. So we were in this uh, meeting hall in the centre of the village and a number of people had come. Uh, a lot of them were women. The men had, uh, had withdrawn. They, they didn't come. Not many came that night. And, uh, and I noticed there was one woman there and, uh, and she had come on crutches and uh, she was quite uh, deeply injured in her back. And at the end of the meeting, we had an altar call, and she crawled across the floor. Wow. It crawled across. She couldn't, couldn't stand up at all. She was obviously had trouble in her lower spine. And uh, the Lord showed me, uh, spoke to me, and told me to ask some questions. Yes. And so the first thing I asked, well, how long have you had the condition? She said, 12 years. And then this is what the Lord showed me, that her husband had been involved in spiritism and witchcraft in this village. Okay. And that he died about that time. So wow. I said... Did someone near to you die about 12 years ago? And she said, yes. I said, was it your husband? She said, yes. Well, and I said, was he involved in witchcraft? Yes. And she said, yes, he was. Now, the Bible's clear. When, when people get married, the two become one. So the spirit that he had opened his life to now had access to her. Yeah. And for her, it was the day her husband died, the spirit entered, and that's when her back problem began. So uh, we broke the soul tie attaching her to the dead husband. We commanded the spirit of infirmity to come out. That day she stood on her feet. She walked home unaided. Wow. Everyone was astonished. Amazing. But interesting, notice the connection between the family member involved in the occult yes. and the spirit of infirmity entering her life. There was a specific point it entered in. Yeah. Okay. Later on when we do some other sessions, we'll talk about evil spirits and how they, we'll share about how they gain access to people's lives. Mm. And for some of you vis, uh, viewers who are troubled by spirits, you're going to find that a real revelation to understand that evil spirits can enter someone's life, they can create destruction, and there's always a reason they get in, and there is a way out. So just looking at the occult, um, just, uh, just a reference to it for our viewers, uh, is occult, the occult similar to involvement with black magic? Would you say there's a similarity oh, there? Well, let me just explain the word occult. The, the word occult means covered or hidden or concealed. Yes. So what it refers to is that the spiritual power that's available or spiritual knowledge that's available, yes. the source is covered and concealed. Okay. In other words, you can access the spirit world and gain power. You can access the spirit world and gain revelation or knowledge. But the true nature of what you're connected to is concealed from you. So, for example, some of our viewers might go to a spiritual healer or somebody who's involved uh, in, in, in black magic to fix them inside their problem. Well, well, the source, again, it always comes down to the source. Yeah. And so Jesus made it clear there are two kingdoms. There's the kingdom of God, which is a kingdom of light. Yeah. It's a kingdom where you see. 
where you know that Jesus is the king, that any work that is done is attributed to him. The power of the Holy Spirit is the power that operates. In the kingdom of the devil, the Satan, uh, it's uh, full of demonic spirits. It's a kingdom of darkness. So you don't know what you get involved in. Sure. So to people, because they have no knowledge of the real living God or and his love and his gracious kindness and how to access them through relationship with Jesus, reach into the spirit world to get power or to get knowledge. Okay. And that's what they call black magic. They call it black because its source is dark yes. and it's magic because it's a spiritual power. And okay. it's very, very real. Mm. And the poorer countries are, or the poorer people are, the more they turn to these things to help them with the issues of life. So if, if I've got a problem, if I've got a difficulty in my life, a sickness or a, a relational problem, marriage problem, business problem, and I just want to get fixed, probably for many people, if they don't know about, about Jesus, the true source of life, they can just go along to anyone because essentially they just want to get their problem fixed. That's exactly right. Exactly and then, but right. what happens is then they, become, they get deceived into the source or that they get deceived well the cure has worse results for them long term than the than the original problem yes yeah so the, the, so you're quite right and when you become involved with someone who deals with magic or information from the spirit world you're not just getting involved with them you are becoming involved with the spirit the evil spirit that operates through them mm. and so to receive healing or help or whatever from such a person means you have invited this evil spirit to come into your life and any any help it gives is short-lived because now it has control or a foothold in the person's life mm. and once it's gained a foothold it will continue to increase the foothold and the effects will be destructive right through the person's life so it tells us, so that's one story. I had another story of, of a, uh, a young man I prayed for. And God showed me he had, uh, had uh, a problem with pain in his shoulder. And he, he came forward and uh, asked for prayer. But before I prayed for him, uh, the Lord just dropped into my heart that he had a problem with his father. Well. And uh, that he hated his father. And so I asked him, I said, well, tell us about your relationship with your father. And he said, oh, I love my father. I said, uh, Lord, you better help me on this one. <laughs> and, yeah. uh, and the Lord spoke to me. He said, actually, his father's away from home a lot of the time, and he really does hate him. Yeah. So I said to them, the young man, isn't it true your father's away on business a lot of the time, and you've been abandoned, and, uh, and you feel like you've been wow. abandoned, yes. and, and you've actually become very angry, and it's turned to bitterness against your father? He said, you're right. And he was well, shocked that I knew, but it was well, a word of knowledge. Yeah. It was revelation from the Holy Spirit designed to help get to the root of his problem. Yeah. So I said, well, look, you know, because you're holding bitterness in your heart towards your father, you've opened a door for a spirit of infirmity to come in. Yeah. And later on, we may get a chance to look at one of Jesus' teachings where he teaches that unforgiveness is a major doorway for spirits to come in and torment with sickness and all sorts of infirmity. Wow. So that young man uh, prayed a simple prayer. He confessed his sin to God. He asked Jesus to forgive him. He forgave his father. Mm. Now, as soon as he'd forgiven his father, I prayed and commanded the spirit to come out. It came out of him. He fell on the floor, and then he was immediately healed. Mm. And then he told me the rest of the story. He'd been to the doctor, and he had pains all through his body, wow. and his spine was stiffening. And by the age of 40, the doctor had said he would not be able to bend at all. In other wow. words, he'd be totally uh, rigid in his spine because of the nature of this infirmity. Wow. Amazing. Interesting is, it was a spirit, just like with this woman, yes. except with this young man, it was creating pain and stiffening of the spine. 
But the cause for this one was bitterness and unforgiveness towards his father. Wow. So there's a connection between the physical sickness, yes. the presence of a demonic spirit, and sin being in the person's heart. They're all connected. They're all interconnected, Dave. Yeah, well, but we see here that um, she had an encounter with Jesus that, that transformed her life. Well, she certainly did. Just before we perhaps look at that encounter, uh, there's, let me just identify for the viewers, there, there are a number of uh, avenues or ways that a spirit of infirmity can enter your life. So, for example, the Bible tells us here specifically 18 years she had had the spirit. That meant 19 years, as Dave said, there was no spirit, there was no problem. So she did something 18 years ago or something happened to her 18 years ago that opened her life up for the spirit to come in. And from that point, the physical sickness took over her body and her lifestyle. And so there's a number of uh, activities. Uh, we've seen one already. Bitterness and unforgiveness will open the doorway for a spirit to enter your life. And so many sicknesses people have are because of that. Secondly is idolatry, where people worship idols. When you bow down and worship an idol, you are bowing down and making an offering to an evil spirit, and it comes into your life because of your invitation. And many times there's sickness and infirmity. That's why you'll find in cultures where there's a lot of idolatry or families where there's idolatry, which is quite open, there are always the presence of uh, sicknesses and diseases. Uh, another doorway or avenue that uh, spirits can come in, which is uh, very similar to it, is, uh, as we mentioned before, if people are involved in spiritism or uh, uh, fortune-telling or any kind of magic. Uh, another is if you've had a trauma. Sometimes when people have a traumatic experience, uh, maybe an accident. Uh, I prayed for one uh, young woman, and mm -hmm. she'd had an accident, uh, I think, oh. 10 years before, and she was still in pain in her hand, and, uh, she, uh, and, and it was stiff. Yes. And what we did was we prayed to break the trauma of her life and command the spirit of infirmity to go. And immediately the pain went and her hand was oh. healed. Again, it was a spirit. So the spirit was causing the problem. The spirit had um, ensured she never properly healed. Wow. And the moment the spirit left, then she was free. It was wow. great. So she was delighted of that, of course, absolutely delighted. So sin of various kinds can open the doorway for spirits of infirmity and, and, uh, and stress, long, long periods of stress. Even poor diet can open the way for spirits of infirmity to come mm. in. So for, like I see um, a lot of people, they are struggling with diabetes. Yes. And, but actually their eating habits are not that good. Exactly. And so when we look at sin, I guess sin is going against the design of God. Anything that we do going That's against true. the design or the will of God would be sin. So when we, we can sin against our body by um, doing things, uh, putting things into it, that it's not designed to carry. Exactly. It's abusing your body. It's abusing your body. Yeah. And God intended your body... To be, it's an important part of your ability to express your life in the physical world. God intends our body to be the house, the temple yeah. of his spirit. So he tells us to honor him with our body by looking after it. And, and uh, really, we have to do two things. One is we need to care for our body. Yeah. Two, we need to command it. So care for it means you eat right and sleep right and, uh, and exercise right. Very much. And command it means you don't let your body control what you're doing with your life. Yeah, because it's going to be, I think it's important. Obviously, this woman here is she's, uh, uh, her life has been impacted by uh, an evil spirit. And I guess um, if we want to get healing and get free from this, one of the things that we, we need to do is to find out, become aware of how do we get ourselves into this position in the first place. Go to the roots, yes. Uh, otherwise, we, 
we get healed, but then nothing changes. We come back, and the spirit comes back again. So uh, part, I guess, truth or part of finding freedom is being able to actually change our lives and being able to um, be aware of the things that we do that actually open up our yeah. lives. So the key thing is not to just get rid of the consequences, yeah. but it's to realign your life so your life changes. Yes. And you deal with the problem right at the source. You're quite right. Yeah. And this is really what Jesus' message was. His message was to have a change of thinking and lifestyle because the kingdom of heaven and its blessings are at hand. So therefore he calls us to change our thinking and our lifestyle to align with his purpose and to be in relationship with him. Yeah. And so in verse 12 it says, when Jesus saw her. I wonder what he saw. I mean, he, he obviously saw her with his natural eyes, but he must have seen past what everyone else saw and saw something inside of her heart. Well, I think she'd have been trying to hide herself. She'd be quite embarrassed being in a public gathering yeah. and being in a situation like that and in a condition like that. I, I think inevitably he was moved with compassion. Yes. But uh, I think you, you spoke in a former message, Dave, that everything that Jesus uh, did, it's, he did the things he saw his father doing. Yeah. He came to represent God and represent what God is like. And so God was in him doing the work. So when he saw her, I, I think... Uh, two things. One, he's moved with compassion. And I think, two, he actually wanted to confront a prevailing attitude that was in the, right there in the midst of those people. Mm. And we'll, we'll see that shortly. But what I love is this. When Jesus saw her, he called her to himself. He saw and then he called her. He called her to himself. Yes. And then he, he confronted the spirit. He, he, he spoke and commanded the spirit of infirmity to loose her. And then he laid hands on her and immediately she was straightened. 18 wow. years of sickness, 18 years of pain, and 18 straight. years of problem, immediately she straightened Finished. up. Wow. And you know, Dave, Jesus has not changed. He still does these things today. Yes. Amazing. Thou art loosed from your infirmity. He laid his hands upon her, touched her. Immediately she was made straight. That's amazing. And then she, and she glorified God. So she was overwhelmed by the goodness of God to her. Yes. That was a great day to be in church that day. <laughs> it would have been a wonderful day. But Dave, if you read on in the story, you find not everyone was happy. No. And, and I think there was, uh, Jesus operated many different levels, but uh, on the one hand, he, he loved people and he worked to bring healing to them. But the other thing was he, he confronted religion. Mm. And she didn't actually, in this story, ask to be healed. She was there, and he had compassion and was moved to heal her. But immediately there was a confrontation. The ruler of the synagogue, verse 14, answered, and he was very, very angry and very upset. And he spoke to the people, didn't speak to Jesus. And he said, hey, there's six days that you can work and do miracles. This is the Sabbath. On the Sabbath day, you should rest and not do miracles. Yeah. And, uh, and so he was uh, uh, very upset. But Jesus spoke and confronted him. He yes. said, you're a hypocrite. Yeah. Now, that's a pretty bold move in the midst of a, a church gathering in, in the synagogue yes. to rebuke the leader of the synagogue and say you're a hypocrite. Yeah, That's a very bold. And hypocrite's someone who's acting out of part. They're not genuine. They're not authentic. Yes. And Jesus confronts the hypocrisy. This is what he says. He said, uh, he said this. He said, doesn't each of you, and now he's talking to the, to the leader of the synagogue, yes. on the Sabbath, loose his donkey from a stall and take it away to water. Isn't that work? Yes. He said, so you'll look after your donkey on the Sabbath, but you've got no heart to see a woman 
who's a child of Abraham, who's a, who's wow. a child of God, healed and set free from Satan's bondage. Yeah. He said, this is hypocrisy. You're standing here saying that you're concerned, you're representing God, you're teaching God's ways, and yet your life is one of total hypocrisy. Wow. You have more care for animals than you have for people. Wow. And, of course, the crowds of people, when, when he said these things, all his adversaries were put to shame. <laughs> they were shamed out. Yeah. And they, they were actually exposed. Religion does not help people. No. It, no what not. happened here was... This man was more concerned about what things look like, about things being done right. He was concerned about rules and laws, and uh, he missed the heart of God completely. Yeah. And this is so often what happens. Religion misses the heart of God. It imposes rules, laws, things you have to do, but people's heart isn't changed, and they live a, 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 the life of a hypocrite, yeah. where they're saying one thing but living something else out. So this is a dramatic miracle. It must have been stunning to be there on that day. <laughs> it would have been amazing. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so it's, it's, a, it's a great also, it, it, shows for, it shows us very clearly that Jesus was, did not come just to impose laws on people. Yeah. Uh, he said in one place in John, he said, I've come that you might have life and have it abundantly. Yeah. He said, the devil's come to steal, kill, rob, and destroy, but I have come that you might have life wow. and have it abundantly, whether it be sickness, disease, sin, demonic oppression, or religious bondage, whatever that issue is, he wants to help people. Yeah. It's wow. a wonderful story, isn't it? So there may be people out there today, uh, they may be in a similar situation where their life or their body is bound by a spirit of infirmity. And you've tried many ways to straighten yourself out. You've tried many places to find healing, uh, but you haven't been able to do that. For some of you, you may have even gone to a, been involved in black magic. You may have been involved or gone to a, uh, a spiritualist healer to try and fix your problem, but actually your conditions got worse. Uh, I want to tell you today, we read in this story that the place that we can truly run to is, is Jesus Christ. And this is the same Holy Spirit that anointed Jesus Christ. The same Holy Spirit is here right now. The same Holy Spirit can touch you right where you are, in your room, in your car, wherever you are listening to this right now. And uh, he can speak to you. He can see your condition. For some of you, you may be trying to hide your condition. Uh, but Jesus can see you. And today, he's speaking to you. He's calling you. He's wanting you to come to him so he can touch you and connect you back into his family again. And uh, so we want to just pray for some people, and uh, we want to f show you how you can come and encounter Jesus Christ. And then I'm going to pray, and we're going to pray that, that the power of the Holy Spirit will come and intervene in your life and break the power of that spirit of infirmity that's off your life. Dave, would you like to just invite people to come to Christ? Yes. First of all, we're going to invite you to come to Christ. We want to uh, show you how you can receive Jesus Christ. And just as Jesus saw this woman, and he called the woman... Today he can see you, and yes. today he's calling you. Yes, he is. Calling you by name. Whether you're in the prison, wherever you are, he is calling you by name. So I'd like you to do this right now. We're just going to pray, and uh, I'm going to pray. And, I'll, and as, as I pray, I want you to open your heart to God. I want you to pray this prayer from the bottom of your heart. And as you do, I want you to pray it in faith. Pray that uh, as you speak these words, as you pray this prayer, that Jesus Christ will come into your life, he will touch you and he will cleanse you and set you free from all sin. Let's pray together. Dear Jesus, we come to you right now. Jesus, I thank you for your love for us. I thank you that you can see us, that you can see the condition of our life, that you can see the condition of our heart. 
Jesus, I thank you that this is the reason that you came, to bring healing into our heart and to connect us back to God. I want you to just follow me in this prayer right now. Dear Jesus, I come to you right now. I believe that you died on the cross for my sins and that you rose again on the third day. Jesus, today I come to you and I open up my heart to you. Jesus, I've sinned and gone my own way, but today I turn to you. Jesus, I ask you right now to come into my heart, to forgive me of my sin, to cleanse my heart, to wash me clean. Jesus, today I receive your free gift of eternal life. Jesus, I receive your spirit into my heart. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for loving me. Thank you, Jesus, for dying for me. Thank you, Jesus, for what you've done on the cross for me. Jesus, I love you, I worship you, and I thank you today. Now listen to me right now. The prayer that you've just prayed, inviting Jesus Christ into your heart, he has set you free, he has cleansed you from all sin. You have now received his free gift of eternal life. Your sins are forgiven. Your sins are forgiven. That's something to celebrate. And I believe that Jesus also wants to come and bring healing into people's lives right now, just as you've invited them into your heart. Dave, would you like to pray for these ones that have maybe got a spirit of infirmity? I'd love to do that, Dave. So if you're watching now and uh, you have an infirmity in your body, uh, uh, particularly we want to focus on backs, uh, some troubles in your spine, in your neck, upper spine, lower spine, uh, problems in your hips and joints, uh, problems with your hearing, Uh, If you have any problems in these areas, I want you to open your heart to receive the power of God. But I'd like you to pray a little prayer. Remember what we said, if you've consulted spirits, if you've gone to practitioners of uh, fortune telling and magic, then uh, you need to turn away and ask God to forgive you for doing that. Break your agreement with that as you turn to the living God. If you have unforgiveness in your heart and someone's really hurt you, perhaps particularly a father or a mother, you need to forgive and let go. So I'll lead a simple prayer. As soon as we've finished the prayer, I'm going to pray and speak to the spirits and command them to come out of you. You may feel something happen. After we've prayed for you, what I'd like you to do is just to begin to start to move your body and test out the part of your body that was in pain or the area that was in trouble. Are you ready now? Okay, then we'll just close your eyes. Wherever you are, God is with you right now. And we're here to pray and minister to you. you. So just pray a simple prayer. Dear Jesus, uh, please forgive me for uh, opening my life to counsel and help from evil spirits. I turn away from that now. I renounce all such agreements. And Lord, I turn to you for help. Lord, I forgive those who've hurt me, particularly my family members and my father and mother. I forgive them and bless them. And I ask you now to set me free from every spirit of infirmity. Now, just open your heart to receive. I speak right now in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ to every spirit of infirmity. Spirits of infirmity afflicting the back and the spine. I command you, loose those people now in Jesus' name. Loose them in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Spirits of infirmity attached to the joints, uh, attached to the blood, bringing weakness into the body. Loose them right now in Jesus' name. I speak to evil spirits creating deafness and ears in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Loose those people now. I command the deaf ears be opened in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Be opened and loosed. Lord, we release your power and your anointing and your presence. I command tormenting spirits. I command you, loose those who are watching right now in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. 
Now, Lord, I thank you for your healing power flowing. Thank you for touching people with miracles right now. Now, I encourage you who are watching, I encourage you to begin to move uh, and just begin to check out what's happened. And uh, let's celebrate together what God has done. Uh, <laughs> I see backs being loosed. Yes. I see people being released. I see people being set free from infirmity. And we give Jesus Christ all the glory. Amen. He is our healer, our savior and deliverer. Wonderful. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining with us today at Isaac TV. And uh, I look forward to seeing you again very, very soon. And don't forget to tune into our Pastor Amar's program, uh, Winning Souls. And uh, you can pray and you can phone in with your prayer request or give a testimony there. We'd love to hear about what God has done in your life. Thank you once again. Shukriya and look forward to seeing you again soon. Goodbye. Bye-bye.